Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, a faux fiction audio production published by Not a Pipe Publishing. Super Guy by Kurt Klopton. Super Guy, the generic alternative. Less superhero hype, same superhero quality. Chapter 15. Oliver was pretty certain he was clutching. The exact motivation behind the clutching was a little harder for him to establish. It could be because he was presently flying thousands of feet above the ground, not in the typical manner of a passenger jet's cramped coach seat, but rather clinging to the back of a superhero. Another possibility was that Oliver was simply letting the more instinctual part of himself take control. And it knew what to do when holding on to a scantily clad female superhero, flying or not, since he was pretty sure the super serum would have taken care of any fears of heights or flying. It was most likely the instinctual thing, and Oliver was indeed clutching. In his defense, he was only human. Footnote from the Department of Superhero Funding. Apart from being chemically enhanced to the point of near invulnerability, and endowed with super strength, super speed, and most other super abilities and senses, any super lust was undoubtedly present before we got there. Oliver may not have admitted to it at the time, but he probably envisioned that very clutching when Janice had extended the invitation to fly him home from the conference earlier that evening, and Oliver had been clutching and debating and the clutching question for miles now. He decided to make some conversation, so the silence wouldn't be so obvious. So, the guys in Glan seem okay, he said, referring to the superhero group they were both now part of, and with whom they had just held their first official meeting. Oliver had opted to miss his flight home at the end of the conference, so the group could have their inaugural meeting at a Thai buffet place. Janice had made the decision easy, by offering to fly him home, so he didn't have to bother with getting another flight. All except the Creeper, obviously. But I guess that's kind of the point, so he's getting the job done. Oh, and Ohio Man is a little odd. I actually felt sorry for him when he introduced himself with that silly name. She had taken off her cape and stowed it in her tote bag for the flight back to the Midwest because, as she said, it just got in the way when carrying a passenger. This didn't exactly help Oliver's situation, since the cape wasn't there as a buffer between them. 
Oliver was laying on Janice's back, with both arms wrapped as tactfully around her chest as he could manage, but the question of clutching still came immediately to mind. To his credit, Oliver's positioning strictly adhered to Janice's own instructions, who had told him how to hold on once they were in the air because it was the most comfortable position for her during a long flight. Oliver didn't argue, since she was the expert on flying. He had merely gotten on with tying both their tote bags to his waist for the trip and thinking about baseball. You think Ohio man's name is silly? What about Superguy? Well, at least Superguy is a bit imaginative. I mean, sort of. Okay, not really, but at least you're not Ohio man. What if he wants to relocate someday? Is he going to be Ohio man in New Mexico? Can he just change his name? be New Mexico man or retired Ohio man. Tons of paperwork there. They make it real painful. A good incentive for the hero they created to stay put if they want him to. Yeah, good point. He adjusted his arms a bit for the first time since they had gotten to cruising altitude, as Janice called it. He had steadfastly refused to move them at all for a long time, because it might seem a little suspicious, but he was beginning to cramp up. He pulled himself a little farther forward, too, so he could hear her more easily over the wind. Anyway, he was okay, just a little boring. And most particular about meeting rules. Janice gave Oliver a quick look over her shoulder as she said this, and her long black hair blew across his face. It smelled amazing, and Oliver had trouble getting his brain to process her statement, super-enhanced clear thinking or not. Yeah, that was strange but mostly annoying. I thought it would be a relaxed first meeting, you know, something more social for us to get to know each other, but she was always talking about motions and points of order. Between him and Metal's creaking, I don't know which was worse. I wonder what he did before becoming a hero. Maybe that's just his personality from before and not something from the serum. At least, I haven't heard of anal retentiveness being a superpower. At least we don't have to put up with it that often. I mean, imagine if we were in one of those federal groups and stayed in the same headquarters. But I suppose it'll be worth it if we ever need their help. The damage Metal and Buffalo can do alone will be worth it. Just look what they did to that buffet. Definitely devastated that. (laughs) Ravaged, plundered, pillaged, demolished. You could go on, couldn't you? Afraid so. And so could they. Don't. Okay, okay. Oliver looked over Janice's shoulder at the ground below them. It was a clear night, at least where they were currently flying, with just a sliver of moon in the sky and stars shining in abundance. Below, lights dotted the landscape, collecting in clusters here and there to show a city in the distance, as well as cars moving along stretches of dark highway. They were flying low enough that Oliver could make out mundane landmarks like parking lots or tennis courts when they flew over them. His eyes followed the dark, crooked path of a river as it cut through a city and then on out into the countryside beyond, eventually melting into blackness. After another moment of enjoying the view, Oliver said, You know, this flying is pretty cool. I've always enjoyed it. It takes a while for that part of the serum to fully kick in, usually a few extra days. You can float a bit or maybe jump off a building and glide once it starts developing, but there's nothing to compare to when it fully matures. It's quick at that point, more like turning on a switch. 
You can only drift or float one moment, and then in the next, you can do it all. When it happened to me, I spent that first day flying around everywhere. What a rush. She said, shaking her head as she remembered it. Although not quite as much of a rush as when I fry someone with a bolt of lightning or rip something apart with a mini tornado. I wonder what that says about me. Flying's very useful, though. I don't have to step on an airplane and squeeze into a seat next to someone with questionable hygiene ever again. Or drive five hours to visit my parents, or worry about something being too high up on a shelf. Very practical. You should get it. Get them to spring for an add-on in the budget. You've seen my costume, right? I'm Super Guy. I'm lucky they sprung for the second capital letter in my name. (laughs) Janice giggled, and Oliver discovered that making Janice giggle brought on even more complicated questions in relation to the clutching. So, what did you find in that file your secret police chief buddy sent you? Asked Janice after a couple minutes of silence. Oliver had told her the story of his partnership with the chief during one of their many conversations at the conference. Plenty. And nothing. I don't know. I'm new to all this, so I don't really know what I'm looking for. There were lots of reports and things. Too many for me to read all of them yet, but... I got the most information from simply reading the summary the chief included, which basically said there's bad stuff afoot, but he hasn't been able to tie it to anything or anyone yet. Possibly the mob or some crime kingpin moving into the city because he sees signs of organization behind it all? You know, not to mention someone tried to blow him up. So, not terribly helpful. No. Not yet, at least. Well, maybe once you read through all the reports, you'll see a pattern or get some ideas. Yeah, I hope so. But I'm not like you. I don't have a police background. I don't know if I'll recognize what it is when I see it. You will. That's part of the superhero makeup. You fight crime, so you're designed to recognize it now. Trust me on that. I was an okay cop before, but now I'm damn good. There's a huge difference. I also assumed the police chief and I would be buddies. You know, fighting crime together from the start. But instead, I'm stuck with this secret deal due to all the politics. I thought he'd pick up the guy phone or turn on the guy signal and I'd come running. But I'm gonna get phone messages and memos passed secretly through my liaison. Maybe a text if I'm lucky. How do you get along with your police chief? Sorry to rub your face in it, but my chief and I get along fine. The mayor, too. Of course, they are men, and I wear this tiny uniform, so I think that helps. Good point. I can't do much about that. Give it time. If you do your job well, they'll come around. That's simple enough. Except if the chief's suspicions are correct, I may be walking into a giant mess right away. If there's really something big brewing and something or someone big behind it, well, it's just a bit more to jump into than nabbing a few regular crooks or saving kittens from trees. Look at it this way. If you do manage to put a stop to whatever it is, you should be in their good graces right away. There's a lot more credit in a big conspiracy than in stopping a few small crimes, but relax. It's probably not even that big of a deal. Just some small crime boss trying to increase his territory here. Maybe some changes and some distribution there. Enough stuff happening so it looks bigger than it is. It's not like it's going to be somebody trying to take over the world. Yeah, probably not. Hey, could you loosen your grip a little? I don't think you're in danger of falling off. Oh, sorry. You have been listening to Super Guy by Kurt Klopton. 
a faux fiction audio production published by Not A Pipe Publishing. Look for the sequel to Superguy coming this September. This recording, characters, and the situations within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. If you wish to listen to more episodes in advance, search patreon.com, then faux fiction audio, and sign up to be a monthly patron. Or stay tuned until the next week for your free episode. We will see you then. Hi, this is John Bell. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. In my podcast, Bells in the Battery, I usually surpass a thousand words. Why does he? But for every episode, there is also a picture. You mean that itty-bitty picture that you see when you bring up the episode? Yes, that's called a thumbnail. They're drawn on thumbnails? But now you can see all the thumbnail pictures in large format by going to the Bells in the Bat Free Gallery. Just go online to thebatfree.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-F-R-Y dot com. And click on Gallery. That's G-A-L-L-E. I think they can figure that out. You'll see all the pictures for all the episodes that were created by Jeff Music, along with other guest artists like the Lavalier Brothers and famous animation director Dan Reba. Oh, he knows one celebrity, and he really wants you to know about it. You'll also see lots of fan art over the years and a few surprises so when you're in the mood for a picture instead of a thousand words especially especially his his words go to thebatfree.com and click on gallery and be sure to clean your thumbnails before viewing